Psalm 146, verses 1 through 10. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps his faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners. He upholds the widow and the fatherless. But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever, your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Barrett, back in the chair. You look very springy today. Well, I have on my spring shirt. That's why. <laughs> you do. You do. That's a, that's a great point. Um, I couldn't exactly pin what it was, but it's definitely the spring shirt. <laughs> kind of so, Eastery. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. We're past Easter now, but like, yeah. I like to keep it around. Come on. Come on. Um, live like it's Easter. I like yep. it. So here we are, Psalm 146. Um, this is a great psalm. Like I, I just told you, I uh, I memorized the psalm for a Bible study that I was in as a as a young lad, and so mm. um, it's it's not one of the most like trafficked psalms in the Bible, but it's a really really good one. Yeah. Um, and you know it's it's ten verses long, so not that long, and it's kind of just packed with great stuff. So we have. You know, it starts with this like praise the Lord, oh my soul mm. thing, which is a pretty common form in the book of Psalms. Mm. And then it talks about uh men specifically like powerful earthly powers and princes, and then it talks about the Lord, and then it talks about the poor and destitute people. So mm. kind of a, a standard psalm format. Like we see a lot of the psalms that kind of hit these themes throughout them and so hmm. what are what are your thoughts barrett fisher and your you, spring shirt on yes. psalm 46 these are some springy thoughts uh, <laughs> Love it. Love so it. the psalm opens and closes with the words praise the lord okay the hebrew for praise the lord is a word that's actually familiar with us oh. even those who don't know hebrew Come but on. it is hallelujah wow yes so <laughs> Um, but I, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's an interesting point though, because oftentimes we find this word hallelujah in songs that we sing. Hallelujah, Come on. Praise, praise the, the one who sets me free. Go on. Uh, so, but that word hallelujah, I think as we sing that in different songs in church or whatnot, we should be, we should have in our mind, praise the Lord. Like we ought yeah. to be praising the Lord as we sing that word. It's not just like a fun church filler word. I, I love that you say that because that's actually, this is kind of like a soapboxy thing for me because get on it. You know, a lot of people will say hallelujah kind of flippantly. And then a lot of people will kind of crap on songs that say hallelujah. Like yeah. the, especially people like me, like they like jaded, like, you know, Oh, I know everything about music kind of people <laughs> um, will be like, Oh, not another stupid like CCM worship song that says hallelujah. Yeah. Um, but it was like a big watershed moment for me to realize that 
not only does that word have a great profound meaning, God be praised, but it's actually like all throughout the Bible. Right. And so, yeah, it literally means praise the Lord, God be praised. Right. And then when you sing that, you know, in these songs, it's, it's really powerful. So yes, but keep going. Keep yes. Going. So let's have our focus on the Lord as we say, hallelujah. Um, and, and then it gives us reason in this Psalm for why we would praise the Lord. Come on. Uh, you know, and it talks about in verses three and four, I think is, is just so well put, mm-hmm. put not your trust in princes, right? Yeah. Not just in ordinary humans. Maybe there's like extraordinary humans that we would like look to, to kind of put our trust in, but it says, don't put your trust in these people in a son of man in whom there is no salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they, you know, men, uh, princes who, whatever extraordinary man or woman that you might look to, um, there is no salvation found in them. So don't look to those people when his, when his or her breath departs, he or she returns to the earth. And on that very day, his or her plans perish. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's, so it's pointing us to, you know, we are as humans, uh, I was having a conversation the other day about how we are, we are created for worship. So we always try to look to others yeah. to kind of provide this, a, a sense of salvation. Sometimes we don't always put it in those terms of salvation, but it's a sense of like a, a, a surety, a steadiness, a, a security that we can rely on. And we do, we do this with, you know, with money, we do this with, um, you know, with power and authority. We do this with all different kinds of things. And, and basically the psalmist seems to be making the point, do not trust in these things. There's no salvation found in these things, mm-hmm. but there is salvation found in the God of Jacob. And it's kind yeah. of going through and making this case. Um, and, and I love what it says in verse six. It says, he, who, you know, he's talking about God who keeps his faith forever. Mm-hmm. And so one, one thing that I've kind of latched onto recently in the Psalms is the, the, the phrase or the two words steadfast love. Hmm. So like God has this steadfast love. And, and this is one thing that we can always take hope in is the fact that God's love will not change. Even, even, you know, I mean, sometimes we can think of relationships that we've had in our life and we've been so close to somebody for a long period of time. And then something happens and there's a rift in the relationship. And you almost feel like the love that that person had for you is kind of in question. Like, I don't think it's there anymore. You know, I think there's bitterness that replaced it or anger or or whatever it is, but God will always have love for us. Mm -hmm. And it's like this steadfast love and this steadfast faith. And it says Mm -hmm. he keeps his faith forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I just love like the steadiness, you know, life always seems like it's so volatile and so up and down, but we can just trust that the Lord, uh, will keep his faith forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I'm kind of walking through the passage, so happy for you to jump in, but, yeah. uh, well, I, I do love, you know, the, so before we get to like this big focus on the character of God, mm-hmm. um, the, the psalmist, he, he basically like hamstrings this like idea of exalting earthly men as, as heroes. And, uh, you know, verse four, he says, when, when his breath departs, he returns to the earth, he returns to dust and all his, all his plans perish on that very day. And, you know, it's almost, it's, it's kind of resonant with this idea of, you know, like, 
everybody like these famous people, these celebrities, these politicians or preachers, whoever you look up to, they like put on their pants the same way that you do. Right. You know? Yep. And just that this idea that we're all human and um, none of us are that impressive. Mm. And like even the great people that we look to for salvation, one day they're going to, they're going to die and you know, they can't do anything about that. And they're going to return back to the dust. Mm. And, uh, and then he turns and looks to God, the God of Jacob, who, who keeps faith forever. And, right. and then he begins to list off, uh, you know, all these attributes of God. So, mm. uh, keep, keep taking us through it. But I think that that that's interesting how, you know, he, he diminishes the glory mm. of, of man yeah. and, and then turns to the glory of God. Yeah. 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 And you know, like you said, I mean, it, it kind of walks us through these different attributes or, or different things that God says he he does or or will do you know who executes justice for the oppressed who mm-hmm. gives food to the hungry and you know so, sometimes these things are kind of hard to wrap our minds around because it's like well i actually look around the world and there's a, a lot of injustice sure there's a lot of hunger yeah. a lot of hungry people and so i i i don't i don't think this is suggesting and sometimes we might get caught up in this line of thinking that god is only good if he's like immediately meeting every single one of these needs. Totally. But I think the, 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 the problem is, is that, you know, the, the prince of the power of the air, you know, the enemy, mm-hmm. the, the Satan, the deceiver, he is still running rampant on this world and like is wreaking havoc. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, n- not too long before this, uh, this podcast airs, uh, you know, there was a, there was a shooting at a school in Nashville. And, and I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like, the atrocity of of such thing i mean it just it just points to like how absolutely broken our world is absolutely and so you know but in the end i, I like the way that that a, a well-known theologian puts it he, in the end uh jesus will put put the world to rights mm-hmm. and so we will see that jesus will put the world to rights and you know it reminds me of revelation 21 and just how there will be no more tears uh, no more suffering, no more pain. And, mm-hmm. and that's what we'll experience in the new heavens and the new earth. And mm-hmm. so we don't always have this immediate, you know, feeding of the hungry, this immediate, you know, the, uh, uh, justice for the oppressed, but in the end, um, this will happen. And, and we can also, you know, in a, in a spiritual sense, I mean, we can experience these things in the here and now, you know, it says the Lord sets the prisoners free, opens the eyes of the blind. Yep. And so, you know, sometimes the Lord, like, physically sets a prisoner free they're mm-hmm. behind some you know terrorist organization or whatever and they get set free a blind person receives his sight and we see mm-hmm. that in the gospels at times but also in a spiritual sense like we can we can receive these blessings now mm-hmm. and for those of us you know who have been led to to uh, surrender our lives to Jesus we we get to experience these these realities in the here and now and to see these these verses come alive that I've been set free. Uh, my eyes have been have been open. Mm-hmm. You know, it was interesting. We were uh, we were just in an, an apprentice meeting a few minutes ago, and um, we're we're talking about uh, John Vogt. He he was saying that uh, he was practicing his sermon at his apartment complex, and one of his neighbors, who's not a believer, passed by, and and they already knew her, and and he was like 
practicing in front of some of his roommates and said, Hey, why don't you come sit down? And she like sat down and listened to like his whole sermon. Wow. And, but the thing that he came away with, he said, you know, it was almost like there was a veil over her eyes. Hmm. Like she couldn't see it. And so the things that she got from it were like totally not what he hoped she would have understood about, Hmm. about Jesus and the cross and, and these things. And so, um, so there, there is a blindness over this world. Paul talks about this veil that's, that's kind of, over the world's eyes, but uh, praise the Lord, you know, through Jesus, that veil can come off and, yeah. our, and our eyes can see. Yeah. And, you know, just to your point about the, the immediacy of these, uh, these actions of God or, or like the lack thereof immediacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love, you know, this, this list is powerful because it tells us like God is the God of captives. He's the God of blind people. He's the God of the hungry. And it's very resonant with uh, Jesus' Jesus's teachings and the Beatitudes, mm-hmm. um, which is another similar list. The, the right. poor in spirit, the hungry, the mourning, you know, and all these amazing promises. Um, and I, I've spent a ton of time this year in the Beatitudes. And one really interesting thing that surfaced to me um, after a while is how the first and the last uh, two promises are the same. So blessed are the poor in spirit. There's is the kingdom of heaven blessed are. And then the very last one, blessed are the persecuted. There's is the kingdom of heaven. Mm. And then the middle ones are all future tense. Hmm. So blessed are uh, those who mourn. They shall be comforted. Hmm. Blessed are the hungry or blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They shall be satisfied. And that's interesting. I think in that we see, you know, God's, God's promises, um, you know, we, we refer to it a lot as the now and not yet. Um, and, and that's how it's referred to in the Bible. Mm. Um, but so, so there's the now and the not yet. Um, and in this sense, like God's, God's promises and and his justice are, it's less like one, you know, kind of isolated place or moment in time. Right. And it's more like a river, you know, like it's, Mm. you, you can both be like in the river, but not, at the river's end. And, mm. and so we believe that we are in the kingdom of God and that, you know, like the, that awful school shooting in Nashville and, you know, the, the headmaster and the, the senior pastor's daughter and, you mm. know, these, these tragic deaths, um, that the kingdom of God is for those people. And, and while, uh, God's justice was not you know, this immediate outburst of fire from heaven that mm. like prevented everything, um, that it's, it's a justice that is, you know, progressive, like it, it happens through the unfolding of events and that it's ultimate. And so yeah. that, um, ultimately he, he always lifts up those who are bowed down and, mm. and loves the righteous and watches over the sojourners. So, mm. Uh, a great reminder here in Psalm 146 of the heart of God and who he is for and who he's against. And so, you know, would, would we be people who are poor in spirit, who recognize our need for him and hunger and thirst for his kingdom and uh, and just rejoice with, like the psalmist, with a loud hallelujah that he has welcomed us into his kingdom. Hallelujah. So for Barrett Fisher, uh, my name is Will Carlisle, and we'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. 
If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.